Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. That's right, folks. Another week means another episode of Garage Door Sports. Nick McVicker joined by my great co-host, Irfan Manji. Irfan, welcome back, buddy. Well, it's good to be back. I'm missing Kyle in this picture, but, you know, we've got this. Um, he's, he's on a date weekend. I can't I can't get in the way of that. <laughs> I think we're just tag-teaming this. We're like, we're taking turns. We're alternating just to give you somebody to, to banter with, eh? Just a different uh, banter every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a different style of all of that. No, but I'm doing good. Um happy to be here um a lot of people keep asking me about the podcast so trying to throw our name out here and there um they're like yeah we heard you do a podcast tell us about it and i'm like this is what our network does please listen to us please give us feedback um so i i hope it raises our listeners by two or three hopefully i mean anything we can do to get <laughs> listeners, it. but we, we appreciate everyone who is listening because yeah exactly doing this so keep keep coming yeah. around we'll we'll keep uh we'll keep it going um, how you doing i'm good man it's been a busy busy week um yeah. how's the raptors game sports going on that i gotta deal yeah. with so yeah how was the raptors game that was that was an insane uh little picture there that was beautiful <laughs> yeah well i started work i did the courtside game for uh mm. the raptors on thursday when they played the box which was really cool um not my favorite spot to be uh no it's weird so they changed the setup of the media area. So before no one could really walk behind you. There was like space, but no one mm. could walk through there. I guess mm. this year they decided to allow like fans and stuff to walk behind to get to their seats on either side of the media table. So it was just kind of weird that like people were walking behind constantly. And I, I, I kind of just felt a little uncomfortable that people were walking by while we were working mm. and like, couple of them would knew so i work with paul jones obviously mm-hmm. on the on the tsn radio broadcast uh, he's the play-by-play guy and people are just like walking by coming up and like tapping him on the shoulder and waving i'm just like he's working like wh- what are you doing i would i would hate that as a play-by-play person to have people constantly coming up and like tapping me on the shoulder saying hi mm-hmm. or whatever but it was a really cool experience. If I got to do it again, of course, I would do it again. Don't get me wrong. Um, I yeah. just prefer my little booth up top in the media gondola. <laughs> yeah, away from, I guess, distraction. Because if something distracts you, you might lose focus on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah thankfully, like, I don't... Usually during the game, I don't have to do a whole lot. Because once I set the board, it's just making sure that everything keeps feeding through. Um, so mm. I can just do that with the headset. So, like, during the game, it's not the biggest issue for me that people are walking by, but I just feel bad for, like, Jonesy, and uh, I was working with uh, Sherm Hamilton, who was our mm. color commentary for the game. Nice. Um, and Josh Lewenberg was down there at one point, too. I just kind of felt bad for them. Like, everyone just keeps walking by, like, bumping chairs and shit. Like, it's like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> like this should be blocked off. Like, that's all I mean. It yeah. should be blocked off. Well, maybe for the next game that you cover, though. No. It's been like nope. that all season, which is weird. Like, as I said, it's not normal. So it's kind of like, okay, well, something's not right, but whatever. Mm. Out of my control. Not going to complain about it because it is what That's it is. Okay. But I, pref- I much prefer the upstairs booth. And hopefully if I, again, if I get the chance though, I will definitely do it. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. 
I've enjoyed. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great view. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, that oh, picture absolutely. popped up, and I was like, man, that was nice. Absolutely, it was really cool. Definitely a different perspective, though. As a tactical person mm. who loves to watch how plays set up, can't really do that course side. It doesn't mm. work as well because you're 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 at everyone's like well when you're sitting down everyone's like chest level at at most. You can't really yeah. see how they're setting up. Whereas up in the booth, man, you see everything set up. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Let's focus on, you know, the other sports <clears throat> that we got to talk about. Because, man, there's a lot that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown getting suspended for a COVID breach. Well, I mean, not a COVID breach. A bold-faced lie to everybody in the world. Um. The MLB got locked out this week, dude. And let's start with the CFL because this is a, a gong show. But we'll start in our kickoff segment sponsored by the Canada Kicking Academy. If you were looking for or, let's try that again. Calling all kickers and punters <laughs> in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to take your special teams game to the next level. I'm butchering this today. Wow. Visit the MechanicKickingAcademy.com or on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy for more information. Huge congratulations to Canada Kicking Academy alumni Eric Strands, named the Youth Sports All-Canadian Kicker of the Year. Just got to shout out the boys, Gabe and Dan, for uh, continuing their success as coaches, as well as just continuing the success of that Guelph program. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. That kicking program is ridiculous. Anyways, after I butchered that, let's move on. See, if you had not stopped twice, I wouldn't have said anything. I I think Kyle was was here. It was bugging you out. But see, if Kyle was here, he would have been like, that man. (laughs) No, but it bugs me. Like I don't like getting that wrong, so I apologize, boys. Um. But yeah, we're starting in the CFL because Mm. yesterday a story came out that Argos QB, McLeod, Bethel Thompson, as well as four other teammates Mm -hmm. were sent home from practice because they broke COVID protocols. Mm. But here's Mm -hmm. the fun part. They broke it because they went to the Raptors game on Thursday, that Bucks game that you and me were just talking about. Mm-hmm. At the request, or at, not even sure if it was a request, at the demand almost of the team. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to promote the game, which is the mm-hmm. right thing to do. Yes, and it's the CFL, so yes, they need the publicity. Sorry, yeah. but it's true. Um, yeah. So... It's a weird situation because the team told him to go and the other players to go to promote the game. Mm-hmm. Then it comes out that they were sent home from practice because it is a breach of COVID protocols because the league states you cannot go to a large crowd venue for a concert or a, a sporting event. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the normal quarantine's for game. Four days, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the and the East final is on Sunday, and this was Thursday. Yep. Well, it was yesterday, yeah. technically yeah. that he got sent home, Second, so it yeah. would have been Tuesday or Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday, that he would have been out of protocol. Mm-hmm. So now the league comes out and says, 
Yeah, so we're going to make it a two-day quarantine, and he's going to have to test negative three times. Did, did the league handle this right, Irfan? Well, first of all, um, my question is, did the Argos speak with the league before sending their players out to these games? No, because, no, 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 and yeah. Michael Pinball Clemens took blame for that. Yeah, okay. So... I think if the league had stuck to their rules, then a lot of fans who were already pretty pretty irritated by this were saying, well, now you just want the Thai Cats to win. So it's just um, now, now you're pulling a favoritism. So I guess in a way, they didn't want to deal with, with those allegations or that sort of blame. So, I mean, I understand but them it's the bringing opposite. it down. No, no, no. But here's the thing. So a lot of CFL fans think the Argos are babied. They think they're, the Argos are the league's team. And mm-hmm. they want they want the Argos to win, so everyone is really really pissed off, saying that oh the league's team is getting away with this. Oh okay. So it's kind of the opposite. It's not that they're trying okay. to favor the Tie Cats. It's that everyone thinks that they're favoring the Argos. Ah okay. So I read other comments on that one, which were all heavily dominated that the league wants the Tie Cats to be back in the CFO final and not the Argos. But what you're saying is, I understand that as well <laughs> i think in in a way it's just the league might want the tie cats because it's in hamilton but all the fans yeah. think that the argos are the league's team mm. so it's it's a bad place to be but to be honest the go ahead go ahead sorry no i was just saying like if it's if it's a four-day rule and the argos screwed it up sorry at this point sorry i thought it was it was a miscommunication i thought the argos you know, we're trying to promote the game, and, and I understand that. But you have these rules, and now that the league's bending them, great. Three tests is fine. You know what? If that's how it's going to take, like, it's it's better than the, their quarterback and their, and their four other players missing the, the final, which probably won't be a fun game if they don't have their quarterback there, right? So, Yeah, I mean, the backup what it is, is the backup's Antonio Pipkin, and he has not looked good. Mm. when he's been in games like when they were blowing teams out and he comes into the game he he hasn't looked great so you know that they don't want to deal with that mm. but it's just first of all the four-day quarantine rule for a fully vaxxed player is seems ridiculous to me yeah. right like am i wrong that just seems that seems unnecessary I understand why they're doing it because I mean, even if you have the vaccine, you still have the possibility of having COVID. So okay, sure. I, I get I get that. Yeah, but four days but, seems like a long time. Like I'm saying, like a day quarantine plus testing and stuff like that, or two days quarantine plus testing, maybe. Which is what they brought. Which it down is what to they anyways. brought it down to. But yeah, that that but that means that this has been in place all season though, and that's where I have a problem is that there have been players who have been forced to go home and miss games because of this right mm-hmm. now they yeah. weren't doing it at the behest of their team like let's not forget mcleod bethel thompson was sent to the game by the argos yeah right and pinball clemens was stated in saying he simply obliged with what the team asked him to do and now he finds himself stuck in the middle it was an error on my part this is a situation that we have put we should not have put him in Right. So, did the Argos get fined? I was no. able to find that. No, 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 no. There's no fine because the players are going into quarantine. So it's not like it's a fine. 
that they can institute. But because they're going from the four games to the two games, isn't there any sort of no? Of course not. Reprimand because the team screwed up? Nope. Of course not. That would be too easy. Oh, that would make sense in my that's, head, but apparently. Too easy. Um, All right. So the players, by the way, other than like we're talking McLeod Bethel Thompson, but there's other players that were that were there with him as part of the team's thing. It's Dexter McCoyal, Charleston Hughes, Levi Noel, and Jeff Richards were all there as well. And they were all sent home from practice yesterday as well. Um, they have, and all five players are going to have to, let me read this. Yes. To produce a negative, they both, or sorry, they all have to produce a negative PCR test, both Friday and Saturday, as well as a negative rapid antigen test on Sunday, following a 48 hour quarantine at home. So they have to pass three COVID tests before they can play. I'm okay with that. Don't get me wrong. I think that's I think that's the right thing to do, especially because it is it is a risk. Um but now I I just wonder about all these other players, right? Like these guys who have been suspended or not suspended, but forced into quarantine during the season, like is there any is there any yeah, sort of change. compensation that they yeah, get? But there's a but does the rule change because it's playoffs versus regular season? It shouldn't. Is that is that why they're making an exception? Like this, this seems like okay. Well, then you're right. Like, is there a comp, uh, compensation? Is there a sorry for every other player that's had to to follow the rules, even when it's like I don't know. It's a good question. Should other players who did have to sit out be compensated? It's a solid. I don't question think there's that many that have been right. Um... I think the league's been pretty pretty good with with their rules and everything it's just it feels weird that you know for uh, an east final you you've got the argos making a botchery of it they've they've kind of not asked the league they didn't speak with the league from what i'm understanding right like you said and the league's you know being nice to them because they understand the the importance of a of a solid east final yeah and i mean because the argos have beat the ticats twice this season right so you know, you, you want to have both squads at full strength and, and to, to give them both equal chance to to win. But, man, I'm, I'm still saying this. This is rules are rules. Like, you can't pick and choose. And, and we'll probably get to uh, many other examples, but you can't pick and choose. The For, rules are a little foreshadowing days, there, buddy. A little foreshadowing, but at the same time, like, I think the rules should be applied to the same. It doesn't matter if you're big name or not or a big team or not like you it has to be equal you break the rule you break the rule and i and i and i hate it that it's in the east final and i love the argos but come on that's just idiocy on on a few people's parts yeah and i mean there's there's other things that is just kind of messed up too like brandon banks of the tie cats that said that he he claimed to try to attend a raptors game earlier this season, but he was denied by the league. Um, That's because he, like, he went to ask the league, right? Like, it right. feels like the articles are like, well, because we're part of MLSC. That's, that's, but that's what I mean. Like, but he wasn't, he was told that he couldn't go. So he decided that he just didn't like, he, he avoided it. Yeah. Which is the right thing to do. Like, I absolutely completely agree that, he did the right thing. 
But man, like it's just it's shady. And I don't like it, but mm-hmm. I also don't think Bethel Thompson should be penalized because the team sent him to the I don't think any of these players should be penalized because a team sent mm-hmm. them to the game to promote the game. Sorry. Which is no, no, that makes sense. No, it's true. It, I, it's true. I was just so like, worded. <laughs> it's fine. But like that's why I asked you about a fine, because I feel like the Argos didn't give a shit about the thing or they, they I were agree that there should be. Day. There should be yeah. a fine, but there's not going to be a fine because in the rules there's no fine. Right? Ah. But there's also never been the situation on an East final yet. You're right. So I don't know. No, you're like, right. But I mean I mean as far as the COVID protocols go. Technically, you can't blame the team because there's nothing in the COVID protocol rules saying that you find the team. No. Right? Which, uh, it's a joke, but whatever. This is the league that needs better publicity, man. And it sucks because that game is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Like, the Argos have beat them three times this year, but the Ticats are coming in hot. So this is going to be a good game, and now this the is just is our, is our very own Gabe's teammate. Yeah, well, he's on the practice squad. Ah, okay. But yeah, he probably will be in attendance or close to it, maybe. I don't know. Ooh. Actually, no, he won't be. I know for a fact he won't be because technically, ready for this, one of the players this year in the CFL was scratched before the game. Right, like they, he just didn't dress, and he sat in the stands, and was forced to go into quarantine because technically, it is it's against the COVID, the league COVID protocols to be in attending a professional sports game with a big crowd, and he can't. They can't have extra players on the sidelines. So then where are the extra players supposed to be? Go home. In the booth? Okay. That's that's messed up. That's what I mean. Like the league protocols are messed up, first of all. But And this is the same CFL that decided not to play last season because they were trying to figure out the rules and the regulations and how they're gonna handle everything. Like this is the same league, right? They were they were trying to no. The reason that they didn't play last year is because this is a gate driven league. And if you can't have fans in the stands, which they couldn't have last season, mm-hmm. then the the league would have not done good, not done well enough to pay the players. I see. It's a gate driven league. That's the problem with a gate driven league is that you're kind of limited to yeah. the gate. And if you don't have a gate coming in, well, then you're screwed. So, but still, they had a year to think about all these things as well. Absolutely. Yes, they did, and they didn't do it. Nope. So, um, anything else you want to add to this before we flip out? No, let's move on. Let's flip out. Let's flip out. All right. That'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you're looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train at the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com for more information or follow their Instagram account at Canada Kicking Academy. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back... We're going to talk a little MLB, Irfan, or lack thereof. Right here on Garage Row Sports. Hey, everyone. This is Irfan Manju from Touchline Thoughts. We are an all-soccer podcast hosted by yours truly with guests every episode. We provide news, analysis, and opinions every episode as well. 
Touchline Thoughts is powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Cheers. All right, we're back. The kickoff is over. We're moving into the next. And dude, MLB officially locked out the players this week. It was a unanimous vote to lock them out by the owners, which I am shocked not. I'm not shocked at all because it's the MLB. Speaking of like another leak, (laughs) <laughs> that is <laughs> struggling with fans, unfortunately. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, like, this is not good. This is a league that struggled to begin with, and now we're going to do this again. Um, But the main sticking point for this is money, and players are feeling that. I'm going to read this directly from the ESPN article, okay, Irfan? Mm-hmm. Players feel with the emergence of analytics within front offices that fewer and fewer second and third tier players are getting paid when they finally become free agents after six major league years, which is often when a player turns 30 or very close to it. In general, players would like to be paid more at younger ages because that's when they are in their prime. The system also favors keeping players in the minor leagues for several weeks. That stupid service time rule. Yep. To slow down their major league service time, players do not like that. Additionally, they feel that the cycle of teams tanking and limiting payroll, they would like them, they would like some guardrails within the system to prevent these cycles of teams just continuously tanking. Which is good. I like, I like that statement. Not all of it, but that guardrail mm-hmm. statement because I don't think anyone likes to watch a team tank. No, we've watched the Orioles do it a lot. Um, the Tigers did it for a bit. The Tigers did it for a bit as well. I don't I want to say the Jays haven't really done it, but No, they're trying to The J no, but the Jays had they some did... down years, but I don't think that was intentional. I think they just couldn't get anybody to come up here. That, but they also they also played with the service rule. That, yeah, but all teams play that... with the service rule, which is they what we're do, talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a stat that I read and I'm trying to find the article, but it was um, we're talking about cert, like year like how long a professional f- baseball player has their career for. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think it's gone gone down to an average of like three point something now from five point something twenty years ago. So like I think the players are fighting for you know better pay, equal pay, sort of thing, like bringing up that bracket as well of pay. Yeah. Um, because again, you, you said it in your quote there, it's the players in their prime. So like they have a three or four year season and then they're done because they're like, well, that's it. You're on a decline. We're done with you, you know? Yeah. So like player times is also decreasing. So how are they getting more younger players into the game? Like, yes, the best players will get their dues. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just how it works. If you're good, you're very good. You're going to get paid, right? But what happens like to the second tier, the three tier guys, the utility guys, for example, who may or may not get paid except for Taylor, who just got a bit of bank going back to the Dodgers. But, um, you know, like there's players that, you know, they play three solid years and that's it. But then you have other vets that are so good, they play for 15 years. So how do you how do you bring that up? How do you level that off to to have, you know, equal pay? And, you know, equal pay is a problem in every sort of professional environment. But 
yeah and that's that's the thing is that they're trying to just make sure that they have enough when they're done right Mm -hmm. and i get that i understand that that's that's definitely something that you have to consider in any career really and they're just trying to look out for themselves and their families now the, the the question is is that are the top players being paid too much, which forces the bottom, the second or third tier players to not be able to have any because the teams just don't have any more to give. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's a whole nother issue that obviously we're not going to get into today because that's not what we're talking about. Um, I want to talk about all the pettiness that is going on between the league and the players. I don't know if you've seen this Irfan, and it's hilarious if you have not, but the MLB teams have taken down any mention. Oh, yes of the player the current players from their websites including their images from Mm -hmm. the depth charts because they have they have to have to keep the player names in there because they have to have a depth chart Mm -hmm. but they took all the pictures out how petty is that like oh my goodness you guys are petty so did they do that because they don't have rights to players because of lockdown or they did it because they're being (sighs) i'm not a hundred percent sure Mm. yeah i mean the hilarity yeah yeah, so the hilarity of that situation is i've seen people on our like my timeline for example or our garage door sports timeline who changed their profile picture they're not players not you know associated with the game in any way shape or form they're like oh we're gonna do the exact same thing so they have that blank (laughs) canvas picture of you know, when a rookie comes up and they haven't taken a picture of that that kid yet, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. So I, it says, and I'm just going to read this, by removing player names, images, or likeness, owners hope to avoid running afoul of federal labor laws or the insinuation that any uses would be for commercial or promotional purposes to make money during a labor dispute. Okay. I get that. But it's just funny, like, all of the prior stories were taken down so any any story any article that had a player name that's currently on the team was removed Uh, bless you excuse me wow uh it's just so funny and like then the players have shot back i don't know if you've seen this but they've changed their their profile pictures on social media to just the the outline that i've seen that was funny it's That's what I was saying. The people on our timeline at this point, but Jamison Tyon, Joe Musgrove, Trevor Williams, all these guys took took their images off and just used that outlined silhouette as their. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny, right? Like, it's so petty. It's so childish, and I don't know. It's it's good. I I, I like I like that because it's, both sides are doing it. Mm. Um, but the big question, I think getting more focused on the seriousness of this is that how long do you think this is going to last dude like are we going to have a season is this going to be another 1994-95 where the entire season was uh, locked out i think it's because it just started and it's been about three days um i'm gonna be the optimistic one here i feel like give them to maybe january uh, give them a month. It's seasonal holidays, so we're gonna be happy that it's the seasonal holiday, and we're just gonna let this go for the month. Um, I'm gonna start to be a little worried about losing the year once we hit January, February. To be honest with you, because at that point, you know, spring spring training for I think it's catchers or pitchers is earlier than. Yeah, it's uh, it's like end of February. Yeah, so if nothing by 
end of January shows up, then I feel like we might be hitting a, either a shortened season or a full season lockout. Um, I'm really hoping that Rob Manfred becomes a little bit more vocal in, in telling both sides to get this done because like they need a season to be honest. Like there, there was an article I was reading about Gen Z. So kids that are you know up and coming and how social media plays a massive part in how they, they view content, how they see content. Um, if there's no content coming out from the MLB and they're trying to grow their fan base, just like the CFL needs to do the same thing, but um, MLB trying to grow their fan base here how are you going to do it when these kids are like, well, there's no, no content here. We're, we're going to pick a different sport. We're going to look at a different sport. I mean, the hardcore ones won't, but the other ones that are trying to understand the game will be like, this is why we think baseball is boring. Cause there's just nothing out there. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you said, February, January, February, you start getting more concerned. Like pitchers yeah. and catchers usually report mid to late February. Spring training starts March, right? I would not be surprised if we're halfway through the spring training time before this is resolved, personally. I can see that too, yeah. means I don't think we'll lose season, but, man, it's – I could see this one being dragged out. And I don't want it to because, no, obviously, none of us want it to be locked out. We're – we are sports fans at the at the heart of this, folks. Me, Irfan, Kyle, we are sports fans. We love these leagues. I have a sneaking suspicion this one might get dragged out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. It's a bad situation. And now players and uh, teams can't talk. So any free agents, any trades that were going to happen aren't happening anytime soon. Yeah. Right? Like some of these guys are still free agents right now. And nice. we don't really know what's going to happen because they don't, they don't have contracts and they won't have contracts until this is resolved. So if this gets into March, like I just said, right. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to be scrambling to try to find teams. And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's not a good look. I get why they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. I completely understand. Both sides have some good points and it's going to be uh it's going to be a mess. But I think, honestly, like, this is going to put the league in a very bad situation as the league was already in a bad situation, mm-hmm. right? For viewership and everything, it wasn't doing well. And now you're basically telling them that, okay, we're going to take some time off and not show you anything, not use our players, and mm-hmm. you're still going to have to come back. It's like, no, we don't have to. Fans don't have to come back. Maybe this is the start of a, a new league being the top baseball league or something, right? I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it's going to come to that, but maybe fans try to find a different league to go cheer for as opposed to the MLB. Like maybe they start cheering for the minor league teams or something, or they start watching more of the Korean baseball association, the KBO, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I doubt it. I'm not going to say that's really going to happen, but maybe. Does the lockout impact the minor leagues? Because they're affiliated with the big clubs? I don't know. Because mm. technically they're their own entity. MLB. Yeah, it's like talking about MLBPA and it's talking about the Major League Baseball and the owners, but like there was no mention of the MI side of the things. Yeah, I mean, technically... I'm just trying to see. Yeah. 
All right. Does MLB lockout affect minor league baseball? This is something we should have talked about before. Yeah. Sorry. It just came up now in my head. Um. Okay. So what I'm reading is... MLB players are not permitted to use the team facility and work out with team personnel, but the minor league players are allowed. So they gotcha. just can't be on the 40-man roster. Okay. So I'm assuming that would mean then... Um, yeah, minor league players not on the 40-man roster, however, are still permitted to use club facilities and rehab with team personnel. Gotcha. So I would assume that means that, yeah, I guess the minor leagues aren't affected. There you go. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. So there might be minor league Buffalo Bisons baseball on Sportsnet. Sometimes. Woo! You get to see the younger guys. I, I'm okay with that. Oh, wow. Maybe not the fact that the, the league is for example but um i love to see the the younger guys play yeah no i wonder if that's actually the case i'm still trying to see if they will play games i don't know i can't see anything about it but that would be interesting to see for sure um Mm -hmm. but yeah I, i don't know maybe it is the start like i've seen a lot of stuff about about this being like the beginning of the end of major league baseball, like the, the, the whole league. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't know if it's true, but I believe that it's, it could change the course of major league baseball moving forward. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, let's flip. Flip gears one more time. We're going to go to the NFL now. And we talked about the CFL COVID protocol breach. And unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about it in the other big football league, Irfan. Um, but this time it's it's an actual suspension. And this is a huge one because Antonio Brown has been suspended three games for faking a vaccination card. Not just not being vaccinated to follow and not following protocols for faking a vaccination card. What did you make of this entire story? And we'll get into the suspension and everything after, but just the fact that he faked a vaccination card. I, well, I have to, first of all, it's like you are a top player in the NFL. I don't care if he's in his thirties or whatever. You're playing for the bucks, defending you know, Super Bowl champions. What are you doing, man? You've just jeopardized trust between you and your team, you and your teammates, right? You've jeopardized the fact that now the league's going to be looking at you even more than they already were for all the problems that you were having prior to signing for the Bucks. Uh, same thing with the other players there. I don't understand the need to do it. Like, if you do not want to get it done, talk about it. Um say that you don't want to get it done. I'm, I'm sure there's rules about that as well. And you got to follow protocol there. Um, can we talk suspension then? Just the, the three games there? Yes. And I want to just add in, there was also two other players suspended. They're not mm-hmm. as well known, but uh, defensive back Mike Edwards 
of the Buccaneers as well, and free agent receiver John Franklin III. All three of them faked their vaccination cards. All three of them are technically suspended for three games, but John Franklin is a free agent, so it would be whenever he gets signed, he, he gets suspended for three games. <laughs> is the team going to sign him just so he can do his three-game suspension? Well, I mean, if he's a free agent at this point, I don't think anyone's signing him because it's yeah. late enough in the season. But regardless, so yes, talk about the suspension, Irfan. Um, three games to me doesn't seem like that's enough. That's what, three weeks, technically? Yes, because they're they've already had their... Um, Okay, so you get the first shot. You got to wait four to six weeks to three months, depending on who you are. But the NFL players don't have to be vaccinated. Okay. Right? It's not a requirement that they be vaccinated. There's different protocols for a player who is vaccinated over one who is not vaccinated. So technically, Mm -hmm. you can't force them to get the shot. It's not like they're now going to I'm just saying that that if if he decides to actually get the proper documentation and he wants to, for example... um, the process is longer than three games is what I was trying to say. Absolutely. I agree to that. Right. So I don't know, man. It's just, I was just questioning this and I asked you this question off here and I think I'll pose it on air to you is um, a lot of people on social media so far have been talking about, well, then how come, you know, Aaron Rodgers has not been in, in, in trouble. How come he hasn't been suspended? So you have an answer for that. So why don't you, why don't you share to us the difference between, this particular incident and Aaron Rodgers' incident. Because one of them didn't lie to the league. Rodgers never lied to the league. He might have... And I mean, if we want to get technical, he didn't lie to the media and the fans. He misled them with what he said, but he never technically lied. Um, But he was going through all the proper channels to try to get the exemption. Did he break protocol yes because he wasn't wearing a mask and that's why he was fined because that's what it says in the agreement that the players in the league had about uh, protocols but he never lied to the league he went through the exemption uh, form it got denied so the league knew he was unvaccinated right yeah antonio brown lied to the league faked federal documentation and still expected to play no problem. That's the difference right there. He faked his status. It's criminal offense versus misleading, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Not lying, but not being totally honest either. That's the mm-hmm. difference. He never lied to the league. The league knew he was unvaccinated, Aaron Rodgers. Right? Mm-hmm. The team knew he was unvaccinated. The only people who didn't really know he was unvaccinated were the fans and the media. Because he... I don't know if you want to call it geniusly or inherently used his words to portray the idea that he was vaccinated when he wasn't, mm-hmm. but he never actually said he was vaccinated. He said he was immune, right? I know we got into that, and I'm not. I'm not going to argue that yeah, he yeah. did. He did mislead the media and the fans, but he didn't technically lie either. So you can't. It's not like he went against the protocols. He followed the protocol. He went through the exemption status. Whereas Antonio Brown straight up just said, oh, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Here's my vaccine card. And it was a fake. He faked a vaccine card. That's why he suspended. Really? That's why, Irfan. Right there. That's it. Yeah. I'm reading this this part uh, in, on July 2nd when uh, 
Bron's girlfriend texted this person. Yeah. That I wanted a fake card for five hundred, and apparently, nope, it's ten grand or something. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Just go get the shot, man. Ten thousand dollars. Well, I mean, maybe not for him, but like for the common man, that's a lot of money, man. Okay. Anyway. Uh, three games seems like like if you went all the way paid there's proof whatever three games doesn't seem like a uh, too much of a slap on the wrist he's been injured the bucks don't necessarily rely on him for a lot of things so i mean can they make it longer no they can't because then under the under the rules you can't go longer right no but like it's just such an unnecessary stupidity on his part like you are putting your team at risk. And you're doing it illegally, like straight up illegally by faking a vaccine card. I don't know. I just, I don't, I didn't like what Rogers did, but at least he didn't lie to the league and leave the league new. Mm. This is a joke. And this is the same Antonio Brown who had COVID in September. Yeah. Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Don't That's quote just... me on that. But... No, no, no. The article said. There you go. September, I believe. So There you go. Um, Like, you've had it. You know what it does. Hey, all right. I don't know. I just don't get why we're having this conversation again. Like, why is this a thing? How is this a thing, Irfan? Like, explain this to me. I don't get it. Well, let's try. Let's take a stab at it. Like, the the NFL has a protocol that if you're not vaccinated, here's what you have to do. And if you're vaccinating, here's what you have to do. But you can still play, yes? Yes. Yes, okay. So, why lie? Or why mislead? Just say it straight up and then just follow the rules. Like, I mean, I'm a stickler for rules, so like this blows my mind. But just there's protocols; they're letting you play. Just follow what they want done. Like you don't need to fake it just so you don't have to wear a mask during media thing. Like put on a mask. It's you know what? Like the rate of um, transmission, even for the flu, when you wear a mask, has gone significantly down. Yeah. And we're in. We're feeling like it's a better environment. Just do it, man. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. There's kids that look up to you. Okay, these football players have such a huge following in the United States and worldwide now because like games keep getting played on Sky Sports in the UK. So they have such a huge following. But like, what does this tell the kids? Sorry, but like, that's the future of sport is the Gen Z's is what we what I mentioned uh, in the MOB story is they're like, oh, so we can lie. Like, I know I'm I'm going to an extent here and say you can lie. Like, there's more judgment to that or. Uh, kids are smarter than that, but like, if he did it, I'm gonna do it, and then that's just the. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, do you think they're gonna look at every single player's vaccination card status now to make sure it's not fake? They might. Like, is that what we're gonna get? To? They might. Like, they might actually have to get to that, and I don't know if I like that. Well, no, no sorry. Like... I do like that they they would have to do it, but the fact that they have to do it, I don't like that. Yeah. It's like asking, let's say, I'm pretty sure Brady's double vax, right? So, like, asking Brady, show us your proof. Where'd you get it done? And then having to go through medical records to prove all this stuff. Like, that just seems ridiculous for an entire league to have to do. But, hey, you know what? But if the league, you know, is getting 
blindsided or, you know, they know the status, but they're not enforcing it until somebody says something. Aaron Rodgers situation, for example. I mean, you know what? Might as well have to start doing that now to, to see what players are doing. doesn't matter if they're free agents or not. You want to play in this league? We're going to do a little background check on you. Yeah, and, and the worst part is is that they don't have to be vaccinated, as you just said. Like, yeah. y- you could have gotten away with it without getting vaccinated, dude. Like, That's what I'm saying. Why, why put yourself through this? I just don't get it. Now why pay $10,000 for a fake card? That's a lot of money in my eyes. That's a you. lot. Yeah. Well, not for them. It's like, what, like 0.05% of their salary or whatever it is. But at the same time, like, sorry, but I'm not chucking 10 grand anywhere. If you have, have 10, 10 grand, grand lying around, please give it to Nick and myself. We I don't have 10 grand to just throw around, so let's not <laughs> play that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a mess, and it's it's just going to get worse. So I, I'm not really sure where they're going to go from here, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a little bit of footy or fun, just a little. We'll catch you on the flip side. Hey guys, it's producer Jake here from Benning House, the Garage Door Sports Network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast. Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at Betting House Pod, where you can catch all our bets each week as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. Living the life, Irfan, once again. Um, quickly, though, we got to talk a little footy, and I think the big story from this week, and it's not hard to say, Ronaldo scored his 800th goal, my friend. Now, we got to ask, is he the best Is he the best player ever? Are you asking me this question? I'm asking you this question. Is he the best player ever? No. And... I've said this on Touchline Thoughts. I still think Pele is the best player ever to play the game. Um, I would take, I would still take Ronaldinho in his prime over CR7 because, I mean, go watch it. Go watch Ronaldinho play. Um, is is Cristiano Ronaldo the best goal scorer of all time? Maybe. I would give him that title. But is he the best player ever? No. There's like a few other players that I would argue are are in that top tier. He is a top tier player. He is one of the best players in the game now. Might be the, him and Messi might be the best players in this era in the last 20 years by far. I'll give him that, okay? But of all time, I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet. Um I don't know what will get him to that, but he's definitely in a conversation, but again, I'm going to go with the two Brazilians as my as that next tier that just you look at them play and you're mesmerized. Ronaldo, yeah, you know, he plays, he can jump up higher than everybody else and you're mesmerized there. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but if he's not on the pitch and there's another striker, that striker could also score in that position. It's just CR7 is lethal and he understands the game better than most. So in this era, yes. What about you? What do you think? Is he the best player ever? Um, I don't know if he's the best ever. Is he top? Like three, probably in my opinion. I think he's he's up there. I think you mentioned Pele, Ronaldinho. You could throw Maradona's up there too. Like what he was able to do when he was on the pitch was incredible. 
Um, I've had problems with Ronaldo because I find he dives. Right okay. in his career, he's been known to do that, and it's something that I, I it detracts from me calling him the best player ever because, like Messi, doesn't dive. Messi Messi does everything he possibly can to stay on his feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, it it just detracts from his his case, and right. all the but little. He's doing what a striker's supposed to do is is you know get hard tackle in the right spot or whatever and and what drop hard down. Tackles? Probably... I said dive. He's getting he's getting yeah. touched well, and falling over. There's a difference. well. That's the thing though. But that's that's the era. I know of it's the era, football, so I get right? that, but. It's it's hard to call him the best ever if he has something detracting from him, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. I mean. And I'm not yeah. saying Messi's the best ever either. Messi's up there as well. He's top five all time, uh, along mm-hmm. with Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Pele, Maradona. Like those are the top five for me as well. Um, but you can't deny Ronaldo might be the is probably the best scorer of all time, mm-hmm. like pure goal scorer. He's four off of the all time record. Held by Yosef uh, Bikan uh, from the Czech in the 1930s and 40s. This guy scored 805 sanctioned goals, mm-hmm. which means he probably scored a ton more in unsanctioned matches. Um, so Ronaldo has five more goals. He passes him for the all-time record, yeah. which is incredible, right? Yeah. Um, I think the the other question that I want to ask you, Irfan, because mm. you are a soccer person and you're here, so I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Obviously, the change in the coaching staff and the manager and everything going on at Man U right now, that's, that's a big storyline. Do you think that is going to help the team and, I mean, in the end, help Ronaldo cement his status a little bit more? moving forward because it's it's a mess there's a lot a lot of moving parts right now in that organization and i mean as a united fan it's it's really hard to watch and just kind of be neutral on that yeah i don't know if ralph ragnick is the right decision rangnick rangnick i'm gonna get that wrong every time i try that end throws me off i don't know if he's the right guy to bring into this team and I don't know if his style with the high press, uh, what is it, gang gang in press? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know if that will work with this roster because this is a counterattack roster. Yeah. Not that's a press what roster. Yeah. Do I, know, do I think he's the best option available for this role? No. But... I think when they talk about Manchester United building a culture that is sustainable, that is trying to win trophies, I think Ragnick brings that with his CV, with the people he's mentored, with his understanding of the game. And maybe that's why they kind of went after him was like, it's time to change the thinking here. It's time to change. Like the last seven years without Sir Alex Ferguson have not been pretty. We've had highs, we've had some trophies, yes, but it hasn't been where we step on the pitch and it looks like, oh, you know what? We're contending this year and we're going to be a top team. Yeah, um, yeah, That was the goal, goal with the three signings from this past summer, but as we know with the record that United have had since Fergie, it's not going to happen, at least not for a while. So I understand the hiring in the sense that he needs to bring in a mentality that is designed to win, 
and to be like, this is how you play the game because this is the modern game of football. You look at Thomas Tuchel, you look at what Klopp does, you look at what Pep Guardiola does, you look at what Luis Enrique is doing with the Spain national team. Um, you look at the way Diego Simeone reads the game, the way Ancelotti reads the game. It's changing, it's evolving. And I think United are still a step behind. And maybe, maybe Ragnik is the guy that's going to bring them forward and be like this is modern football now this is how it was yes it wasn't 20 years ago when he started this idea but it's sort of becoming like you press together you play together you move together you expend energy in a certain way and maybe it doesn't work with the players we have now but we you know like if there's any sort of um like whatever we saw with Carrick there like this team can press if they want to they can be tight defensively if they want to they just didn't choose that sort of style to play under under Ole, under Mourinho. So I am very curious to see how Ragnik fits into this this mold. And I do think Ronaldo is going to score whoever his manager is because he's going to find the space. He's going to find the pocket because that's what the best players do. Um, I think Ragnik's going to find a way for Ronaldo to still thrive. Um, but I feel like Cavani might be better suited for his style of play, which... You know, do you go to strikers with those two or do you have Ronaldo on the bench? So that might be a question that ends up being asked. And I don't know how that's going to go well with with the star player there. But that won't go over very well. I'll tell you right. But now. I think but I, I will tell you now that I think he's going to have to drag this team into the present. And that might take longer than six months. And does that mean he sticks around if there's instant success? Probably. But Well, no, he's already sticking around. No, but I meant as a manager. No. Yeah, but no, he like, won't. He won't be the manager. He'll be part of the organization still, mm-hmm. but he will not be the manager after next after the end of this season. So there is a clause. So if they find that he's good enough and that's what they want, he can be re-signed I know, it's as not a happening. manager. But but that's the thing. Maybe he's just here to bring them into modern football and to bring them up to times. You know, like you see AC Milan, who sort of went through that dip as well, and they're trying really hard under Pioli, and they're doing fairly well under Syria. Uh, not Europe. But, you know, trying to bring it into the present. This is what they have to do. That's what Barcelona is doing with Xavi. Trying to bring everybody right. to present time. Because football now is the way Bayern plays. The way the three top English teams right now play. The way um, Diego Simeone sometimes lines up his squad. I'll be a little struggling here. The way Carlo, like I've mentioned, Ancelotti is changing his tactics. Right. Um, Zizou's changing his tactics. You have Poch who's doing the exact same thing. So maybe it's just trying to pull modern football into, into this team and... I get that, I but know. you also have to, you also have to play within your your team. Like you have to play within the players you have, and if the players can't Correct. do it consistently, then you have to use a tactic that works for that. You have to be flexible. I'm mm-hmm. just worried that he's going to come in and try to push this gang gang style, gang mm-hmm. press, press style, yeah. and he's just he's either going to run the players into the ground, mm-hmm. and they will just turn on him or it's just not going to be effective because they don't have that in them. Like, yes, you mentioned that they can play press football and that's fine. Any team can play press football for a game Mm -hmm. or for 15 minutes in a game. Like any team can do that, but to, Mm -hmm. to sustain that over a season to sustain it over multiple matches. That's where my concern is, is that he's going to try to sustain it over multiple matches. And this team just can't do it. We don't have enough defensive depth especially in the defensive midfield area, to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Like United needs a center defensive mid. United needs probably another center back. Because mm-hmm. I, I loved, I thought the uh, Veron signing was going to be okay. I was worried that he was a little older. Guess what? My worries have become fact because he's been injured half the year and he's not mm-hmm. playing. So we're back to playing with Lindelof beside Maguire. And as much as I thought Lindelof was going to pan out at United when he was signed here, it hasn't worked. He's a good guy off the bench, sure. Can you bring him in for 10, 15 minutes and get a good run out of him? Absolutely. Do I think he has the ability to still be a top center back in the world? Absolutely. Is it going to happen at United? No. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? So they need a center back who balances Maguire. And that's hard to do because Maguire is a, about as big of an enigma at center back as a top center back in the world could be. He's either fantastic and an absolute shutdown center back, or he forgets how to use his right foot. And he's a right-footed player. He forgets how to play his position, yes. Yes, he does. So when you have a player like that who can be a top center back, he can. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he is a top center back. He's probably, like, if we're ranking it, it's probably, like, top five, top ten. And he's in that next group, mm-hmm. right? He's very good when he's on. But if you have a player like that, you need to have a solid balance player beside him. Yeah. I thought Varane could be it, but I was worried about his age, and that's been proven to be a very valid worry. Yeah. And they don't... Ha- I'm sorry, Bailly is just not working out. I think he's more... Like, when he plays, he plays well, but... He you makes know. mistakes, and you can't have that mistakes, beside but a like guy. In, but you can't have that beside a guy with like Maguire. Who makes mistakes every five minutes? Yes, right. You can't yeah. have that. You need yeah. a guy who balances that. And I think yeah. outside of center defensive mid and another center back, his team is solid. Offensively, I think we have. Oh, I think United have a plethora of wonderful attacking options. You take Rashford off, you have Mason Greenwood. You take Ronaldo off, you have Cavani. You take Bruno off, you have Van de Beek. You know, like you have Sancho. Don't forget Sancho yeah. and Martial Sancho's, and Greenwood. Yeah, like, like you, you have all these guys. You have offensively, and I think that's that's what I'm very curious to see what changes happen in January, if any. And if you start moving away French players, or you start rotating the squad a little more. Uh, you're in the the round of 16 in the Champions League now. Uh, the FA Cup starting very soon. There's a hectic schedule in December. Are we going to see rotation? And well, that is Cup, some. Yeah, you'll see rotation in the FA Cup first couple rounds. Yeah, but I, I I think he's there, this manager, just to pull United into the present, and then the next manager that comes in just has to pick that up. Again, I, I, I want them to figure this out. Again, they need a center defensive mid. They probably need another center back, especially if Veron is just going to keep getting hurt. Yeah. And I think that right there solidifies the team. A true center defensive mid solidifies the team more than anything. So who are you looking at? I don't care. I want someone who's better than McTominay and Fred. Fred steps on his own keeper's foot. <laughs> oh man, that was a highlight. Okay. I'll be honest, I did not see that. But Oh, he just stepped on De Gea's foot and then De Gea dropped and then uh Arsenal scored in the empty net because, well yeah. they didn't touch the keeper. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, 
United need a player like a Witzel from Dortmund sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a true center defensive mid. Declan Rice would have been a good addition. Yeah. But I know he's not going anywhere from West Ham right now. Although they do have two center defensive mids at, at West Ham that are pretty good and him and Sushek. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think we're um, losing mid season. I would toss Calvin Phillips into this conversation. Calvin Phillips, absolutely, but I don't think he's, he's going a, anywhere from Leeds either. No, he's a horse. Uh Zakaria is being linked to United. He's a young Terrera from uh, yeah. Fiorentina. He could be on the list too. Um there's options out there for sure, but they just they need they need a center defensive mid. Because what that does is it allows you to change the formation from 2-1 to 1-2. Put a true center defensive mid behind Pogba and Fred. Or not Fred, Pogba and Fernandez. Yeah. Right? And allow them to be the offensive midfielders. Right? Pogba will probably play a little bit lower than um, Bruno. Bruno. Mm -hmm. But it still allows him to be there like he still has the ability to go forward without having to worry about tracking back it gives him that freedom that he hasn't had since he got back here i think that's that's where we're at right now is that they're they're not allowing the creative players the creative freedom that they need Mm -hmm. because they're worried about mctominay or mcfred sorry i call him mcfred now uh making mistakes it's a combination it's mcfred now mcfred uh Making mistakes, yeah. I wish Nemanja Matic was like six years younger because yeah. this would actually solve the issue. <laughs> but... I would absolutely. It would, they need, <laughs> but it. But that's what they need. They need a Matic from six years ago, or they need a Owen Hargraves, or <laughs> like Is that's Angola what they need Conte again. Available? Is Conte available? Can we can we go get him? <laughs> I will say no to that one. I don't think that's a possibility. No. Paige would be really happy. Shout out to Paige. She'll be happy that... Uh, I think you and me would also be happy there, dude. We'd be very happy. That's the type of player that I think that's the mold that United need. I think Ndidi from Leicester could be somebody that moves. If Again, we... these are just guys that I just don't see coming. They're not going to move unless Brendan Rodgers comes over, which that's another conversation to have. I just, um, I still don't see them get letting Ndidi go right now. No. But... We'll give you McTominay. <laughs> We'll give you McFred. <laughs> give, you <both. laughs> give me the combo. <laughs> give me the combo. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, hey, sorry. Totally off. A uh, little off script. But do you remember when uh, United bought Phil Jones and uh, Fergie said that he can play right back, center back, and uh, holding midfield? He could at the time. Do you think we should try that? No. <laughs> Phil Jones is not allowed to touch the field in a Man United jersey ever again. <laughs> I would rather go out there and humiliate myself as a center defensive mid then watch Phil Jones fucking play ever again. I'm done with We're Jones. Guy. He was serviceable for a couple years. He's no longer serviceable. I would rather they put Maguire at center defensive mid than let Phil Jones touch the goddamn field. You know what, though? Maguire no. has a good passing touch he when does, he's on his that's game. That's not the point. <laughs> but yes, I, I was just putting the Phil Jones story up there. No. <laughs> The man hasn't played in two years. Uh, injuries There's a aside. reason. He's been injured, but he's also not been very good. So, ay, ay, ay. Got me all pissed <laughs> off now, Irfan. 
<laughs> I just was curious to see what you thought. You know um, I don't like Jones. You, this is not news to you. Uh, let's end on a positive note then. All right, uh, we're on final it, thoughts. Go ahead, positive note me. Um, damn it, what was I going to say? Oh, um, we are talking Bellendor on uh, Touch on Thoughts next, but I want to say a huge shout out to Putellis for winning the women's Bellendor. Um, man, that was such a nice moment. Uh, and like Barcelona on the women's side is beautiful soccer beautiful players they're just fantastically talented players um very happy to see and also thank you to nick for covering the ballon d'or for us um that was that was same thing very very loose term i retweeted i mean considering considering yeah but considering Paige and i were both unavailable i'm I'm happy you stepped in and, and did all the retweets and and the commenting and kept the flow going um so thank you to, to that. That is my final thought is, is a thank you to Nick. Oh, well, I, I didn't really deserve that because I didn't do a whole lot. I retweeted a couple things. That's all I did. Um, and yeah, it was interesting to see how the voting kind of came out on all of those uh, awards. Like Lewandowski won, won top striker. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Messi won Ballon d'Or. Uh, who is the top keeper? Um, uh, uh, Donnarumma. Donnarumma, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little surprised by that one. Mm. I know he was boosted by the Euro last year, but yeah. I don't know. I actually thought Mendy probably should have won it. Probably. But, I mean, whatever. It's toss of a coin at that point. I think they both had great seasons, but I just thought Mendy played more and did a little bit more for his squad than what Donnarumma did because he was at AC Milan at the beginning of the last year, and now he's at PSG and he's not even playing. Hmm. Just, I think the Euros had a lot to do with it. That's probably why Jorginho finished top three in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, I get that the Euros are, are a big tournament, don't get me wrong, but the majority of the games played last year were club games, and Mendy was dominant. So, In a league that has Ederson and Allison... And De Gea. And De Gea. Like, you have... And and even I tossed Henderson up there as well. Like oh, absolutely, Hendo. Yeah, like there were so many great goalkeepers last year. I mean, even Pickford is a it was had a decent year, except for stomping on. I would also like to point out, like I know he's not talked about as a top goalkeeper anymore, and he, he rightfully so. It's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know who had an actually half decent year last year playing on a crappy team in EPL? Ben Foster. Ben Foster is a good shot stopper. He is. I will give him that. Yeah. I actually thought he had a good, really good year last year. I know his team didn't do well, and I get that, and I got to look at stats that way. But, like, I thought he had a pretty good year. I know I'm a Foster fan, so it's like I, I'm kind of outing myself by saying that. But at the same time, like, he looked good. But he's always been a very good shot stopper, yeah. even in the academy. Yeah. So, like, I, I like that. There's a lot of underrated keepers, like, you can yeah. pull out. Yeah. Um, my final thought of the week, I got a couple quickly. Um, yes. First of all, I was right to say that curling last week was going to be entertaining to watch. I don't know if you saw the finals for the uh, Canadian qualifiers for the Olympics. The women's win, went to an extra end after Jennifer Jones botched the last rock in the 10th end oh. to win it. And then she won it in emotional fashion without the hammer in the 11th end. Craziness, and then Jennifer the Gushu Jones. Jacobs match in the final for the men's was yeah. incredible. Like, 
I was right. I win something. <laughs> Get a solid fist pump from me. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. I was impressed. I was because it's been on. It was on in the change room when I was at work at the gym, and mm-hmm. I was watching it. And I'm just like, holy, holy crap, this is good. And I mentioned it last week, and I was right. I just wanted to point that. So out. the winners for winners for both of these, they go to the they're representing Canada. They're representing Canada at the Olympics. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, second, CPL mm-hmm. finals are this weekend. It's actually tomorrow, Sunday, the fifth, on yes. one soccer. Forge looking for the three-peat. Going up against Pacific with probably the best coach in the league. Maybe Forge's coach is the best. It's debatable. These are these are probably the two best coaches in the league. Uh, but mm-hmm. Pamaduka has done a great job with that Pacific team, building them up from a not very good team the first year to an okay team the second year to now probably the best chance to dethrone Forge. Mm-hmm. Um. It's going to be a good match. I yeah. will be working, so I won't be able to watch it. But if you have a chance, check out One Soccer. They're going to put on the great show, like always. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Mikey at One Soccer, our buddy, good friend of the show. And the last thing I wanted to talk about really, really quickly is there is the Vanier Cup this weekend at well, as well. It's actually starting in about an hour. So if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're watching us live, you can check it out. Um, it's on CBC. Western Saskatchewan, top defense versus top offense. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I like these kind of games. I love promoting Canadian sports. So, obviously, CPL and uh, U Sports, I'm all for it. Let's do it. And then next yeah. week, we'll talk some CFL. Uh, we'll probably hopefully have a guest on for that. Uh, we'll we'll mm-hmm. see. Until then, Irfan. Mm-hmm. It's been a great time. If you want to follow us, check us out at Garage Door Sport on Twitter, at Garage Door Sports on Instagram. If you're looking for myself, it's at Nick McVicker. If you're looking for Irfan, it's at Irfan Manji on both uh, Twitter and Instagram for both of us. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Make sure you listen to all the podcasts on our network, including Irfan's Touchline Thoughts with Paige Culver. They just put out a new episode last week. They're going to probably put in a new one this weekend. I don't know when they're actually recording it, but they're doing stuff. Um, You can also check out the Betting House Pod. They just released their new episode on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have to listen to that because I got to make some bets for tomorrow. I do. This is the problem. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow us. Make sure you keep listening in. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. <laughs>